Welcome to a special episode of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. The spread of COVID-19 has brought renewed attention to the steps we can all take to protect our physical health. It is equally as important, however, in this new reality to continue to take care of our mental well-being. As work arrangements change, routines are disrupted, and face-to-face interactions are cut off, it is critical to examine those changes and the impact they have on our psychosocial health. Here with me to discuss how safety professionals can improve their psychosocial health, as well as that of their workers, is Ken Clayman. Ken is lead associate at Booz Allen Hamilton and a safety management specialist with more than 30 years of experience in environmental, health, safety, and quality management. We would also like to note before we begin that the information shared in this podcast is based on the data that were available from trusted sources and the phase of response in the U.S. on April 10th, 2020. As the situation continues to change rapidly, please refer to current guidance from your local or state public health organization. And with that, I will uh, bring on Ken. Uh, Ken, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Scott. Thanks. It's good to be here. Okay. Now, uh, let's, uh, let's dive in. Now, the changes that have taken place as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic can affect people in a variety of ways. So I thought we could start there with the discussion of the psychosocial effects of this virus on society, particularly on safety professionals and those in the workforce. Sure. You know, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm among the many who are working from home, just like uh, a lot of people throughout the country. Um, you know, just before we started our conversation uh, on on tape, so to speak, uh, we were talking about the fact that I, I work from home a lot normally, so it hasn't affected me as much as it might others. But uh, I have many colleagues who are more accustomed to going into the office on a daily basis, and uh, you know, many friends who are much more accustomed to going out to do their work, to do their thing on a, on a daily basis. And I've heard from many of them about how they are struggling to adjust to the lack of interaction. Um, and that is a psychosocial issue that could, that could bring on other conditions, other, subs, uh, other consequences as a result of our mental state. Um, and you know, there's there's lots of ways that people can deal with it. I've I've seen many articles come up on the various uh, trade uh, websites and in the magazines, online and hard copy, beginning to talk more about how we deal with it, what kind of effects we're seeing, and that sort of thing. So it it's it's a matter of paying attention to your own state of mind is really what it comes down to. If, if you feel that you are craving the interaction that you normally had under different and uh, prior to COVID-19 circumstances, you have to think a little more creatively about how you're going to gain that kind of interaction without necessarily being in the same room with people. Absolutely. Now, so as it pertains to safety professionals specifically, given that they may be taking on the additional responsibility of addressing their workforce's psychosocial well-being as well as their own, what are some steps that safety professionals can take to ease that stress during this time? 
Sure. Um, well, first of all, like in any situation, we have to be mindful of ourselves, right? Um, as safety professionals, under these conditions, we are being asked to do different things that we might have done otherwise. Uh, I just know from my own experiences and my own interactions with other safety professionals, and I'm, you know, we're saying the word right now that we tend to focus on safety. We don't tend to focus our time on health. And this is a health situation. And so we have to understand what it is that we're working with and dealing with in terms of people's health, which which can have subsequent consequences with safety as people are doing their work. But the first thing is we have to recognize what are the what are the signs of somebody in distress regarding COVID-19? Um, you know, the health, the health issues uh, they've been plastering them all over the, the airwaves. And so we should be, you know, as safety professionals, we should be familiar with what those are. It's shortness of breath, people, you know, feeling under the weather. It's flu-like symptoms. It's dry cough, things like that. So on the more immediate, you know, factor with the workers that we're working with, um, we need to understand what are those signs. Secondly, people are being put under more pressure, those that are still working, both from the sake of, you know, what are their exposures around them? Could they become sick? What are the exposures that they could create for their families? And then just in general, the additional work that many people are being asked to do because of these times. Um, all that will, ha- will create stresses, negative stresses that can result in psychosocial impacts. Um, so we need to understand um, as professionals, as safety, health and safety professionals, what can we do to relieve that while at the same time maintaining what is necessary to keep things going? Um, is there enough staff where we can rotate them through, give breaks on a, on a if not necessarily a more frequent basis, but maybe slightly longer breaks so that people can have that time to, to you know, readjust and, and get ready for the next round. Um, can, we, can we provide d- distractions in some ways that doesn't interfere necessarily with production, but that can help keep their mind off necessarily what they're doing uh, without, uh, at the same time as, you know, keeping their spirits up. Um, so it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a variety of things that we've done in the past, but it's been intensified and is more acute because of the conditions we're working with. That's, that's a, uh, a very good point. And, and on, on that note, uh, as you just kind of touched on diving a little deeper, shifting to the workforce now, some workers may be working remotely as a result of COVID-19 while others in, you know, essential businesses are still on the job site. Each of these scenarios comes with its own challenges, of course. So how can workers, regardless of the circumstances they might be facing right now, be mindful of their psychosocial health? What are some steps they can take to improve it? You know, what are some things they should be looking for and aware of? Yeah, I would say, you know, again, it, it is that, that self-awareness aspect of things. We we know that we're working in, in, in wholly different conditions than we used to. Um, those people who are out and about, you know, in the public, so to speak, at this time, you know, it's, it's the, the truck drivers, the delivery people, 
our, our mail hasn't stopped, you know, so those are folks that are going around. Um, the grocery workers, of course, the medical professionals, these are all people that are still doing their job. And to some extent, they're doing it more than they did before in the sense that there's more demand on their services and, and on their right. activities. And therefore, that creates stress in and of itself. So the thing is, what do you do to relieve that stress is what I'm gathering is the, is the uh, part of the question, at least. One of the things I've noticed in watching the daily news, you know, one of the things they've been showing a lot of, and particularly in the hospitals and so forth, is you see a lot of the medical workers dancing or doing exercises together or, you know, having conversations with their family members uh, through Zoom or other uh, apps, things like that, things that help them to relate back to normal life, right? They just take time away from what they're having to do right there, even if it's 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and just doing something different that has nothing to do with, with the work allows them to, to, you know, get a little bit of energy back and, 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 and then be able to refocus themselves on what they need to do. Um, I hear a lot of distribution centers, you know, the Amazon workers are under serious stress because of how med, how much people are ordering, you know, products, particularly essential products like toilet paper and paper towels and other other products like that. Um, and they've had to shift their attention away from our casual buying, I'll call it, to this essential buying. And at the same time, they have to keep up that that pace that they've had to do in the past, but in some ways even more so. Um, so in their regard, how do you, that's where I was getting to the point of if there's enough people on, on staff, is there a way to rotate breaks so that people can get away from things for a bit and be able to recharge and to be able to refocus on what it is they need to do? Um, you know, there's going to be constant reminders now of what we're doing because we have to wear gloves. We have to wear, wear masks. Uh, any other kind of protective equipment that we are, we are supposed to do. Um, those are things that are going to keep it in the forefront for the individual. But at the same time, are there ways that you, uh, that you can get away from what you're doing while still being able to focus on what it is you need to do? The other thing is recognizing signs in ourselves of when we're giving into the stress, I'll say. Um and that is, you know, everybody reacts differently to stress, right? Uh, I'll just say with myself, what happens when I get under uh, severe stress, I get, you know, I become short with people. I, I have less patience with people. And so I'll snap out at them uh, un unintentionally, not trying to be mean or anything, but it's my stress talking. Um, other people may do it by withdrawing and not want to interact even further with people. Others may just, you know, just uh, be in a bad mood, things like that. So it's a matter of recognizing what it is that stress is doing to you so that you can then take that time to get away from whatever it is that's causing those stresses and be able to recharge and, re and refocus. Absolutely. Now, uh, one tool that organizations use to assist employees who may be dealing with psychosocial issues are employee assistance programs or EAPs. Now, 
as uh, COVID-19 has continued to spread, have you seen organizations taking these new working conditions into consideration with their EAPs? Uh, if so, how? And if not, how might companies incorporate planning for a pandemic and the psychosocial effects associated with that into their EAPs moving forward? Yeah, when it comes to the EAPs, I can only tell you uh, or give you the experience that I'm going through with my firm. Um, my firm has taken a really proactive approach on this with, uh, with us employees and also with our communities. Um, they've actually committed $100 million uh, towards supporting various activities uh, with regard to us employees as well as helping to support our, our surrounding communities with dealing with the COVID-19 situation. And part of that is to enhance our EAP program and the offerings that it, it, it includes. Our program happens to be pretty strong, in my opinion, to begin with, but they're, they've enhanced it by uh, opening, opening up to people who maybe were just part-timers instead of full-timers or people who we uh, have on, on staff uh, on a subcontract basis. So they're trying to expand the opportunity to use the EAP. They're also, they've also asked our EAP organization to expand their, their staffing so they can handle more people coming into it. Um, the other things that my company is doing with that, that, that approach is providing employees more personal time off or PTO if they need it, whether it's to take care of themselves or take care of family members who are affected by this uh, in one way or another. Not necessarily they've gotten sick by COVID-19, but maybe because they're home, the you know, yeah, you don't have uh, child care, so you need more time to take care of your own kids and you can't be working all the time. Uh, I have family members who have been directly affected work-wise because of COVID-19, because they're in, you know, restaurants and other service industries, and they're on furloughs or they've been laid off. Um, they're, you know, they're having to go and apply for unemployment insurance uh, because of the situation. So that's the added stress for them. They're out of work. They have to get the unemployment insurance, and getting that insurance has become difficult. So how do they deal with that stress? How does it affect them? Well, I mean, in my case, from family members, they're coming to myself and my wife, and we're we're trying to help take care of them. Um, you know, it, when it comes to other people, how do they deal with it? Again, it's everybody reacts to the stress differently. It's a matter of finding uh, resources to support you, uh, and that's that's you know, even though it's gotten a little bit uh, uh, a little bit overkill, I'll say, but. The, the phrase, we're in it together, that's where that really comes into play is that, you know, we need to find, we need to rely on our friends, on our family, on, on our support network to help us get through not only the health issues, but the psychosocial issues. Absolutely. Anything else uh, you'd like to add uh, about uh, psychosocial uh, health and safety as it relates to COVID-19 as we wrap up? Well, as you know, Scott, this whole psychosocial issue has been an emerging one in, in the health and safety profession for quite some time, and we are working with it, uh, you know, on the international level in the development of the ISO 45003 guidance standard, um, and that's still in, in process. 
even through these times, we're finding we're doing that the the review of that document uh, remotely. Uh, I have those the next sessions coming up in the uh, latter part of May, uh, dealing with the latest draft of forty five thousand and three, uh, and we're still on track to have that uh, come out hopefully sometime early in twenty twenty one. But in the meantime, people just need to uh, be mindful for themselves. They need to practice all the appropriate uh, uh, actions to stay to stay healthy. You know, by the as we now call it, the social distancing, wearing masks, and uh, and other things that protect you from exposures while in public. And uh, you know, stay home if you don't need to go out. Absolutely. Uh, great advice uh, that I hope uh, all of our listeners take heed of. Thank you uh, so much again for coming on, Ken. I hope our listeners will think about how they can help address their psychosocial health as well as others during this uh, difficult time to help ensure everyone is looking out for each other's uh, mental well-being. So thank you again. Thanks, Scott. Hopefully I, I help some people. I, I know you have. You can find additional information and resources for addressing COVID-19 in your workplace at ASSP.org COVID-19. We hope you've enjoyed this special episode of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.